Hello and welcome to another fun-filled nonsense retrospective. I'm your host as always, Rick, and joining me equally as always is Devin. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, today we're going to be talking about Fire Emblem Awakening, but before we get too far into that, let's go into our time-honored tradition of the nonsense asinine hypotheticals. And do you have one for me this week? I do, but uh, it's a bit of a boring one, so you'll have to forgive me. Okie dokie, okie dokie. You are transported to a world that is identical to our own in every single way, except it is condemned to have only a single season so uh spring summer autumn or winter you get to choose which season this is but you can pick only one what do you pick and why i probably pick spring mm-hmm. simply because oh for the sake of ease it's it's the british version of the season yeah things are alive enough um that you can probably grow food well enough in a perpetual springtime that you can you know live um it's not as hot as balls as summer and it's not as depressing in september as autumn and winter as much as I like when it's colder and you know when everyone else is miserable that's too much of an edgelord answer so I'm gonna pick spring I mean you say that I think British people just like winter full goddamn stop because as much as people bitch about the cold everyone I know even the sunniest of sunshine and rainbows is like oh yeah I prefer winter yeah <laughs> especially considering the summer we've just had with the fucking heat waves dude yeah like if I could have winter temperatures in summer I would <laughs> I don't know, even normal, just go back about fucking 15 years ago when our summers were a peak 28. Yeah, yeah, just just minus 20 degrees of every day and then we're good to go. Yeah. It's not even 20, it's only 10. Yeah. 12, oh, I guess, on the really hot days, but you know. But you know, mm. climate change ain't real, as we all know. Oh, 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 yeah. Um. Oh boy, oh yeah, boy. Yeah, 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 fucking idiots. Man, the worst one is when you get some high-profile dude who was previously a respected and beloved person just going on and harping on about it when it's been paid for obviously by an oil company. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's like the microbiologists... It sucks, bites, and indeed blows. Uh, the microbiologists were like, oh, cool, we now know how the, how the climate scientists feel when COVID hit. But oh, it's yes. one of those things with, I can understand it to a certain degree with climate change because it takes time to see the effects. Although, you know, if you've got two brain cells, it doesn't take a lot to fucking realise shit's going wrong. Um, but with the microbiology shit when COVID came out and people denying it, it's like, but people are dying you can see the effects immediately what is wrong with you people yeah yeah they think they're paladins irl and have divine protection from disease no that's <sighs> not it that's not even what i'm talking about i'm talking about the crazies who despite the astronomical numbers the pandemic brought as far as deaths are concerned still like a ah, fake virus it was just a really bad flu yeah yeah still think it's the flu but even Which, if it was again, just a really bad flu that's, that's yeah, still that's, that's, fucked that's, that's, <laughs> Yeah, it's still worth being upset about because, you know, normal flu is bad and can kill you. A bad flu is even worse. Uh, but anyway, you, you picked the springtime. Yeah, I picked the springtime because I think it's the easiest one for people around the world to survive in. It's a magical world. Yeah. I'm just and saying. there are bunnies uh, everywhere. We're just going to be arse deep in rabbits. I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying, I think they're taking too literal of a standpoint to the fun hypothetical part. But hey-ho, you do you. Plus, you know, the number of times in Britain we've had extra seasonal weather and had freaking snow in spring. Yeah. I've only ever experienced snow in spring. I've never yeah. I've never had snow in winter except for maybe a couple of times when I was a wee, wee, wee little baby. Well, I'm 200 miles north of you, so we get snow pretty much whenever it decides to come. So, yeah, we do get winter snow. I think we've had one white Christmas, which is mystifying because I went like 30 years of my life without a white Christmas, despite it always showing up on telly and in movies 
movies and everything. White Christmas um, is more of a fucking uh, American Yeah, it's a Christmas thing. card. It's a Christmas card. New York. Uh, yeah, yeah, a New York Christmas card where, you know, it's uh, it's about the... Uh, it's, fact, I think it's even further south than we are, but the, the North Atlantic drift. So it's colder when it's colder. <laughs> well, New York's also but, got that fun thing where it's cold as fuck because they've basically designed all their streets so that they're wind tongues. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, yeah, do you I, have one for me? I have one for you. You can teach your dogs one word, sound, or phrase, but they can't talk other than the parrot sound and other regular dog noises. What do you teach them? Yes. The dogs can say yes. <laughs> but you got to, the the most useful thing that they can say is either yes or no. Yeah, I guess so. And seeing as you're giving me one, I pick yes. Yeah, and fair then enough. You just, fair and enough. then you just take, teach them, hey, if you mean the opposite of yes, say yes but twice or something <laughs> like that. You know, and then you, you get two words out of it, and they're the most useful. Or just make a dog noise. Of, Oh, yeah, but you're giving me words, Rick. <laughs> I don't think you know how hard it is to train a dog. Yeah, fair enough. Just, but yeah, the, the, the idea was uh, you, you no. get the one word, so you're going with yes. You're not going with a Carl Pilkington answer of nobed. So whenever it barks, it goes nobed, nobed, nobed instead. Why would I want that? Because <laughs> it'll be funny. <laughs> nah, you've got a different bar to me. Okay, okay. Yeah, I suppose you have to live with the dogs, whereas... Oh, you see, here's the thing. You don't have a dog, Rick. No, I don't. I do no, have I a dog. Therefore, my instant thing is, what is the most useful thing my dog could learn to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not teaching it squirrel, it would be a fucking nightmare. Oh, boy. <laughs> Man, we've actually got squirrels here. and yeah. Yes, I have squirrels dog. here as well. They're fucking vermin. They're everywhere in Britain. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we live next to a little forest. and uh, I live yeah, next they... to a train station. The little fuckers <laughs> can live anywhere, and I'm not joking. And they're not red squirrels, they're the grey kind, so fuck them. Yeah, we've got greys. We get a cull every couple of years, and uh, and then they, they always seem to bounce back because they're tree rats. Um, But yeah, after that, we'll get into to the meat and two veg of what we're doing today, we're doing Fire Emblem Awakening. And I don't know if you know this, you probably do. This was meant to be the final Fire Emblem game. Rick, it's my first piece, uh, my first sentence on the uh, on my notes was, uh, it, it wasn't meant to be the final Fire Emblem game so much as when they were developing it, they're like, listen, our sales are shit. This is probably going to be the last one, so let's go all out. Yeah. And uh, the effort they put in showed. Um, they didn't think it belonged in the future. Um, so, yeah, when you say... They went all out. They put in a load of references to the past. They have uh, they have Marth in inverted commas, um, being a direct descendant of the real Marth, tying it to the regular timeline. You got the Falchion returning, and Tiki shows up. Yeah, except and... now she's a milf instead of a child. Oh yeah, I I vastly prefer <laughs> Big Tiki. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you this for free, Rick. Uh, this was my first Fire Emblem game, so I didn't know she was in a previous Fire Emblem. I sure no. as fuck did not know that she was basically Naoi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. So like. Like, it was obvious later on when they kept talking about it that they were the same race. But, um, yeah, I, I also didn't know that she was originally a Naoi. <laughs> and I thought Naoi was just... I thought Naoi was just little because she was always little and not just because she's in that young development stage of a multi-thousand-year-old race. See, this is the <laughs> thing, isn't it? Because we can both point to the um, the comic book, the comic book, the comic panel where it's like, no, I don't want to be a pedo when it comes to partnering <laughs> Star with Naoi. But she... <laughs> she's uh, okay I, I, this is gonna be a bit of a fucking tangent but it's gotta be we gotta go down it I don't mind characters looking young when they're old as long as they act like they're old mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas now he acts like she's 12 and she looks 10 but she's actually yeah. 3 
3,000, which makes her technically legal, and it's like, oh, Japan. Yeah, it's just not fun, is it? Oh, boy. It's just that, that there are countless examples, specifically in anime, like, let's not beat around the bush here, where it's like, here's this 12-year-old girl, she's actually 3,000, so fap away. And that yep. is entirely their their angle. Like, you got to bear in mind, Japan's a weird place, because their consent laws are all over the place. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, but also, oh, man, yeah, she can have children, and she can have, she can have a child who in a very short amount of time ends up more mature than her. Yeah, but that's just depressing. Yeah, uh, it's depressing for both of them as well, because also she gives the child a stupid name. Nah. Uh, yeah, she gives her the name of Nah. In Japanese, Naoi is called Nono, and she calls the child N, which is just two Ns, which I think is like a, um, it's like a Japanese word for like, uh, yep. And yeah, in both versions, she has to contend with having a stupid fucking name. <laughs> See, this is why I think um, there should be some sort of uh, legal force that dictates what you can and cannot name your child because I think um, you can get any old fuck any old group of people to do it you just uh, you, you submit birth certificates like this is what we name our child and it's like Sephiroth X death cool kid insert surname let's see let's google any of this uh, absolutely fucking not yep <laughs> like I'll always point at that one time there was a campaign from Turok if you named your baby Turok, you got some free goodies. That was even better. Even better than that was, I think the game's full name was Turok uh, Shadow Baby or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that might be a meme from the Best Friends channel. I can't remember. Um, but you know, it might be. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, I, apparently, some people did claim it, and it was something like you got a free copy of the game, and it wasn't even a better game in the series. So it wasn't like the first Turok Dinosaur Hunter or Turok Two that was good. But back in like... back in the day, that would have been like forty quid at most. Yeah. It's not yeah, worth it. It costs more again, than that to go to Depot and change your name. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it was entirely for a fucking uh, pop, not popularity. Um, ah, fuck it. It was for popularity. It was for uh, PR and all that. And yeah, like you say, it costs more than that to change the name to something sims sensible. <laughs> uh, ridiculous, ridiculous entirely. Um... That being said, uh, I've forgotten my point. Go on. I was going to say, sometimes we do talk about our private previous experience in the series, and you said already that this was your first Fire Emblem game. I think, like most people in the UK, my first experience with Fire Emblem as a series was with Smash Brothers. I didn't have a Nintendo console ever. That my, yeah, my fair Nintendo enough. consoles were handheld exclusives. So yeah, 3DS. Okay, okay. So yeah, um, there's a there's even a TV tropes trope of Marth debuted in Smash Bros, where people from outside of the series home territory. Just assume that a character started in a spin-off when, in fact, they didn't. And we did get a couple of Fire Emblem games in between in the UK. I think we got the we got the Ike games on the Wii and we got the remake of the Marth game on the DS, but they're ridiculously rare. Uh, and... Well, case in point, we have a mutual friend who every Comic-Con will try to hunt down one of these games on the original NES. I don't know why, he doesn't have one, but uh, um, <laughs> he, um, he does this and he'll find it and it's like, oh, 70 quid, that's expensive, I'm not buying it. And it's like, but, but you must have known you pay- that's how much it would cost, surely. Yeah, like, you paid 50 to get in here. Well, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't pay that much to get in. What the fuck are you on about? What conventions do you okay. go to, Mr. Northerner? Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, yeah, if you pay an entry fee to a con and then buy nothing, then you've wasted your con fee. No, well, yeah, he buys things. I'm just saying. I, I always find it baffling when it's like, oh, let's go here and do this. And it's like, why? I want to tr- see if they've got so-and-so. You're going to buy it? Maybe. 70 quid. No, too expensive. <laughs> but it's like, you've been looking for this thing for ages. Yeah. You must have known it's... it was going to be expensive when you found it. 
it. And apparently going on eBay is no fun. Oh, what? He's he's a weird gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, this was also my first full Fire Emblem game. And uh, when I looked into it, turns out it was a massive console seller in the UK. Uh, In the week week that it released, 30% of all 3DSs that were sold were the special edition Fire Emblem bundle console that had like Fire Emblem stuff lithographed on the on the top lid and it boosted console sales of uh, the 3DS by 50% that whole week in the 3 in uh, in the UK. Damn, I can't even remember what game sold the 3DS to me, but it sure as fuck weren't Fire Emblem. No. Like when I got the 3DS, I basically pre-ordered it um and then they realized, "Oh yeah, this is too expensive, so everyone that paid full price gets like 20 free games." <laughs> That can't be correct. It was 10 NES games and 10 SNES games. Oh, okay. Well, your sentence was misleading because it sounded like 3DS games were what was on offer. Oh, sorry, it wasn't SNES games. It was uh, yeah NES and Game Boy Advance games. So yeah, this is the first time I played like a bunch of Game Boy Advance stuff. They do have a Fire Emblem game on there, actually. It's the uh, Game Boy Advance one. The one with Lynn, not Lynn, Erica and Ephraim. Yeah, you're um, talking about characters I know only because of the mobile game. Yeah, exactly. Like, ditto. Like, most exposure that Westerners have to Fire Emblem at this point is either the games that have been released or Fire Emblem Heroes, which is Intelligent Systems' most profitable property by far, and that's depressing. I will tell you, well, it's not depressing, it's just, logically it's it would life. be, because gacha. Like, yeah, uh, it's, gacha, it's the reason. Yeah. It's the reason why everybody who is everybody is like, cool, let's make a popular franchise because once we've got enough entries we can make a gacha system, and if we have a gacha yep. system, that's just a license to print money. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I digress. Um, I would gladly go back and play all of the previous Fire Emblem games in a heartbeat if they re-released them with the casual mode. Yes. Be- so that was a new thing for this game, actually. It was. It was the. It was the, it was the selling point because I, I had heard of Fire Emblem before, and every time I googled it, it was like, oh, if a unit dies in a map, they're gone. Yeah. So the reason you had so many essential clones of character archetypes in Fire Emblem was because you were expected to lose a couple at least. Yeah. Except uh, I'm a crazy person, which means oh, yeah. I would not accept that and. It means every map I would play. Well, not that I would have done this because I just I was like, this is clearly not for me because I I can see my mind goblins going crazy. Uh, but what it means is is I would play the game and I would get halfway through a map. Oh, I've lost a unit. Cool. Restart the map. Yeah, yeah. Just redo the map to avoid the permadeath. Pretty much. Uh, they kind of it's it's weird, isn't it? Because they kind of added a feature in free houses uh, specifically to get around this, despite the fact they removed the possibility of even having it in the first place. Yeah. So didn't didn't you have an option in three houses? You got you can either go. Um, casual mode, which is what this one introduced, or you could go classic mode, which is permadeath, and you also had time rewind. Yeah, you get time rewind no matter what. Yeah, you can even use time rewind in classic in uh, casual mode. <laughs> yeah, because it's te- I, it's technically a core uh, f- uh, plot point. Yeah, it's a it's a core plot point. You get given it in the first opening mission, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to that game for the retro, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So you start with a creator character, default name Robin, and sometimes referred to as My Unit, who you can customize, male or female, and they awaken in a field completely devoid of memories. Uh, this other, is the... than the... oh, I'm sorry. other than the... Other than the... Oh, hey, uh, you're Crom, right? And Crom goes, huh, how do you know it's me? And uh, the the obvious answer is because he's a prince of a realm that they're in. <laughs> 
but the actual answer is, hey, I saw myself killing you. Yeah, this too. Um, yeah. There's yeah. the opening FMV that we get to see the FMV twice, and then we see it again with more context. Yeah. Um, um, there was two things I wanted to touch upon very quickly. Um, sure. The first being that one of the an, another feature they added, with, uh, which I believe started with this game, which really drew me in, was the fact that they turned every character into a waifu. Oh yes, yes. Part of it is um, you can pair up almost any, almost every character has a pairing mechanic. Uh, not all of them are compatible with each other. But almost all of them can be paired off. All every single character in the game is compatible with your unit, which is the most important yes. factor, in my opinion. Um, the one thing I will say is the only character who I know of who could who, who had limited options were Crom and Sumia, because the yeah. developers clearly wanted this to be a canon pairing. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Rick, it really fucking irks me that I can't put Cordelia with Crom. Oh, totally. That, like, I don't think they even have a social link. Nope. Like, I think the only time they have a social link is in Warriors, and even. And then it truncates really quickly. Like they get a C rank, and then that ends. <laughs> it's bothersome, and it also kind of makes Cordelia look like a bit of a creep retrospectively. Retrospectively, yeah. Um, have you seen what happens if you romance Cordelia yourself? I've okay, um, Rick. I've romanced every character as Robin in Fire Emblem Awakening. Okay, <laughs> because I was like, I want to see all the dialogue because I'm a sappy bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> Cordelia's one is kind of heartbreaking because she basically goes, "Oh yeah." Mm, Oh, didn't you know that I was uh, in love with uh, and then she, nobody mentions Crom everyone knows it's Crom and then you give her the ring and you're like oh actually shit you're serious yeah <laughs> uh, it's baffling yeah it's it's really kind of heartbreaking because she's got such low self esteem from like being a massive failure earlier on uh, despite the fact that she's a complete badass and her version of the uh, <laughs> it's weird because Fates has got some awakening links like this one has some radiance links um, yeah except the ones in Fates are even weirder because it's literally straight up the fucking characters. Yeah. Um, well, some some of them are literally the character, and some of them are um, children who are obviously different people, no, no, I'll get, but look exactly like the character. I, I was well, it, it it actually makes sense in that regard because uh, Cordelia's child, when she has a child, looks exactly like Cordelia and has the exact same thing, uh, uh, you know, character trait. And it's like, cool, you went real fucking lazy with this, didn't you guys? Yeah. It turns out you can actually you can have that child not to. Um, Severa or whatever they call her in uh, in the in the other game. It's just that it's the fan preferred couple because it makes <clears throat> because it makes her have Cordelia or Kaeldori or whatever she's called as a child, which makes more sense. Yeah, because ob it, obviously that person is going to come from that bloodline. It, it's one of those weird things where they tie all the children to the um, woman half of the uh, of the relationship in Awakening, but they flip it for Fates, where it's actually it's linked to the male. Yeah, and the other thing they do is. Uh, your hair colour is determined by the father, which is why Lucina always has Crom's hair colour. Which is convenient, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, you can have a unified character design. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those where um, I've got real mixed feelings on the child mechanic because I get it. It exists because if you're playing on the classic mode, you need to replenish your units. Yeah. If you're not playing on the classic mode, it means your, ro your roster gets bloated and you've got a bunch of uh, characters that really don't add anything to the game. Well, yeah. If you playing on on casual then the new characters that come are just straight up better than their parents yeah so, in fact back when this game came out there was a fucking not just one there was like sev 
several guides of, okay, this is who you got to put with who. Make sure this character learns this skill at this level because then that way this kid gets it. By the way, Donald is king. Yep. <laughs> you want to you want to put something like the um the Gale. They inherit one skill from each parent, right? And it's got, it's like the first skill in your list. So you always put the one that's unique to that gender. So <laughs> you get all the women to learn Gale Force and then pass it on to all the male children. Uh, Fire Emblem Awakening didn't have you able to just turn into anyone, did they? Uh, into any no. class or any unit. All units had fixed uh, roots. Yeah. So some units just didn't just straight up didn't have like flyer options. Um, well, why would you want fact, them? Because you couldn't dismount in fucking Awakening. So uh, well, because Gale Force. Like that's how you learned Gale Force, and also. Um, yeah, I meant permanently, Rick. Well, because being able to fly over like shit was reasonably useful. And you instantly get killed the moment an archer turns up. Well, fair enough. But yeah, I used I used a Versa incessantly because she was so good. Um, and her benefit was yeah, she can use dark magic, which is meant to be um foot unit only while she's a uh, while she's a mounted Pegasus lady. Yeah, and she was so bullshit that the developers could not avoid bringing back that class in future iterations. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they just made it a class. <laughs> um, speaking of Aversa, they added DLC characters. Some of the, some, most of them were free. In fact, I think all the characters were free. It was just the missions that were paid DLC. Uh, yes and no. I've been informed by a very quick Google search before we started today that uh, legacy characters were paid DLC. Okay. So you, could, so if you um, wanted like Mar. Yeah, I, d- I don't know the exact character list because I didn't dive into it. I may have been lied to. It's unclear. Yeah, and there's one additional one called Priam, who is... A descendant of Ike. (laughs) Yeah, he's very definitely a descendant of Ike, and he very definitely is in this world, and yeah, it just ties the other, that world together as well. Well, hey, in case it wasn't fucking clear, do you want to, do you you know what the name of his quest was? Uh, was it Radiant Dawn or something? It was the Radiant Hero. Yeah. (laughs) Crom and Robin go on a secret mission to hunt down rumours of a descendant of the legendary Radiant Hero, and when you recruit him, he has fucking Ragnell. Yeah, he's got Ragnell. He doesn't have ether, but he's got the two parts of ether that make it up. He's oh, got like Lunar and de- Soul. Yeah, he's got Lunar and Soul. My god, that fucking combo ability. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, before we go any further, Rick, I do have to give a shout out to the best critical or strong hit uh, soundbite in the game. What? Pick a garden prey? It's so good. Why is it given to a character you should immediately ditch? <laughs> Man, because every single... T- I never paired her, uh, her up with Krom. I ended up pairing Sumi with Frederick just because they were just both spares. <laughs> Who did you pair with Crom then? So on my first playthrough, I paired my uh, my female main character. On my second playthrough, I went, oh, uh, Olivia is difficult to get with Crom. Let's do that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun playthrough. Because you got you basically, you've got to essentially, yeah. yeah, just not put anyone at any of the four uh, options with Crom until Olivia turns up and then just spam Olivia. And then she goes from C rank to S rank in one fucking um, chapter. Yeah, yeah. You basically earn C rank during that uh, during that one map you have them glued together at the hip and uh, they in the next chapter she's already at S rank and you can just go back and replay the stuff that happened as it would have happened in the past mm-hmm. which is kind of cute um, and also if you don't romance anyone then he just goes off and marries a village girl that gets doesn't even get a name I didn't even know that was a possibility yeah it's so easy just to get ranks with Sumia that if you don't want ranks with Sumia you've literally got to like 
pry bar her away from Krom. Like, literally, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure even the first mission where you get Sumia, it's the co op, uh, it's the tutorial for teaming up units, and Krom and Sumia are automatically teamed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the developers so hit you in the face of a brick with that fucking pairing. And it's a fine pairing, it's very adorable, but, you know, fuck me. Vers- yeah. Variety is the spice of life, I believe, is the expression. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like you say, all the women have a child attached to them. Sumia's is, um, the hero girl whose name escapes me. Oh. Well, you know what? Give me two seconds. I'll just bring up a list. It's, uh... Cynthia. Cynthia. Yeah, Cynthia, Cynthia. Um, apparently, she was a massive failure, and when everybody died in the bad future, she went, oh, shit, I gotta become a badass. And she becomes, she becomes, like, obsessed with being a hero. To be fair, if your older sister is Lucina... Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's, a yeah fu- you- here's a fun one. Looking at the fucking second generation character list, they all have, uh, grey hair by default which is uh, yeah. I, I think Robin's default hair colour uh, no no yes. Robin's is bright right ignore me um, no this is a darker grey uh, except Lucina who is fixed at blue because you can't change her hair colour yeah yeah like do you have a favourite second gen outside of Lucina because Lucina's cheating uh, Shell. okay and that's Solly's uh, Solly's daughter yeah 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 I've got, yeah. I've got I've got I've got issues when it comes to buff warrior women um, <laughs> thing is you can't even see her be buff other than the fact that she talks about it all the time I mean you also know <laughs> she has to be buff because look at the size of the fucking armor she has to wear like the only other person who fucking wears armor that thick is Kellum and you know he's a fucking buff burly dude oh yeah because like even with the armor on he's built like a barrel their armor is bigger than Frederick's yes yes and Frederick's Um, a strong motherfucker I like how uh, Kiela has the the benefit of yeah if you take the claviguard off her the armor looks relatively okay normally but the um, the claviguard just makes the whole armor thing look enormous I get you I mean, even looking at um, Kellum, his, you can't take, he hasn't got that sort of, it isn't sort of connected. It looks like shoulder pad pauldrons. So it looks like he's filling out the armor. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, okay, uh, Kella gets a little benefit of, she, there's at one point in one of the um, the side missions where she gets intoxicated with truth serum. Oh. And uh, she admits to finding Severa attractive. In Japanese, it's implied the drink was an aphrodisiac. And she also thinks that Severa is attractive. So if you want her to go smooth, things, yeah. <laughs> that can't. That makes. I mean, yeah. Fair. Severa is one of those character designs who I think is just universally appealing. Yeah. So um, I, I get I, why they picked her as the object of affections. I'm actually kind of surprised. Actually, no, I'm not. The fact that it's an aphrodisiac in Japan, uh, Jap- in Japanese, is what I was going to say in a really weird way for some fucking reason. Um, because <laughs> it's an aphrodisiac in the Japanese version, uh, it makes a lot of sense because despite our progressive society and even Japan to a certain degree, um, they still don't like the big gay. Yeah, so they have to substitute it for the little gay and just say that, oh, oh, everyone's a little bit horny. All you have to do is turn it up to 11 and your true colours will shine through. Something along those lines. Like, they get, they've gotten better with it. Like, they introduced two, a whopping two, oh my god, um, characters who were half and half in Fates. And there's a few more in Free Houses, but there's still quite a disparity, shall we say. Yeah, there's like two options for male on male, and one of them is just Alois, and he's just your friend, super friend, because he's already married. Um, 
the only actually gay male or bisexual male in Three Houses is Linhart. Uh, I'm trying to think because I think the one of the Ashen Wolves is. Oh, Yuri, yeah. I, I believe he is also a valid uh, option, but he's also DLC, so it kind of don't count. Uh- <laughs> and as you say, oh, um, based on the uh, the Warriors game, Sylvain is as well, but uh, because it wasn't in the original game, it's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, seeing as we're on the uh, on the topic anyway, who who is your waifu from this game? Because I know who. Mine is. Um, I'm tempted to go with Aversa because once she gets over the brainwashing, she's actually really sweet. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I love how she teases you by calling you Onichan or Big Bro or whatever, and you basically go, "Stop that! We're not even remate- related in the slightest." And then she's like, "No, you're right. We're not." And it's like, "Oh no, I've awoken something primal within her." I have awakened Camilla before Camilla was Camilla. Uh. Oh, shit, got, well, actually, no, they don't. Camilla's got a big axe, but you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, for me, I. Oh, jeez. I didn't know she was an option at first time playing through because like, you meet her in, like, chapter three, but she doesn't become playable until, like, chapter 20. Oh, Flavia? Yeah, Flavia. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, uh, orig- it is Sully originally who I always pair with Robin because I adore Sully and I adore Kshel. But uh, Flavia, oh man, I've seen... I can't believe there's artwork of her. That's uh, yes. <laughs> that's how obscure the character is. Oh, that being said, she only has like five pieces and they're all kind of meh. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, if I'm not allowed to pick a Versa because I don't have DLC for some reason, then... I never said there this. Is... I never implied this limitation. <laughs> there is always basic bitch Tharja, which, you know... I, I think it is a fucking disgrace that they did not make Farja bisexual because she clearly just has the hots for Robin regardless of what's in their pants. Oh, definitely. Like, when you get to Fate, they rectify this. Yes. <laughs> by, making, by making new Tharja, um Rajat. one of the... Uh, yeah, Rajat, and she's one of the... I think she's the only uh, female-on-female uh, option for that route, but the downside is it, de- it deprives you of the player character's child if you go for that pairing. Yeah, uh, that's uh, like I said, there's only two options in you know uh, blah, 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 fates for uh, for uh, gay romance uh, you got Rajat which is weird because she's one of the second generation which is already odd um, the other one is Niles yes funny yes. enough they are both noir yeah isn't Rajat Hoshidan who I thought Hajat, I thought Rajat was Hoshidan maybe she is I thought she was Nix's kid who is huh. noir. well let's fucking uh, Rajat uh, oh uh, my apologies she is Hayato's kid okay is that the guy that's got the eyes closed all the time. I don't know. Give me one second. I've got to click a bunch of links. No, it's the it's the child. Okay, the one that looks like Matt. He does not look like Matt. How dare you? No, that, got... that's an insult to both Matt and Hayato. He's got perpetual eye bags and everything. He looks like he hasn't slept since birth. No, he doesn't. Who the fuck are you looking at? Oh man, I must be thinking of someone else. Oh, boy. I think you're off. This is literally a child. He, he's got a he's got a, fa- a fan type thing. He's one of the talisman magic users. Okie dokie. He's the, he's the child from the Wind Tribe thing. You meet him really early on. Okay. Yeah, I never played Fates because I got soured by the fact they had to buy three games to get one experience. I don't blame you. It wasn't worth yeah, it. Yeah. They fixed that in three houses by you pay once, you get three experiences. <laughs> yeah, like there are four very there quick... are four routes, it's still three experiences. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I, I I know the character you're thinking of, it's and the character you're thinking of also does not look like Matt. <laughs> okay, okay. Um but yeah, um you start in the field, you join the Shepherds, which is the group that Crom leads. They're a bunch of roving heroes led by a prince and a princess who just go around writing wrongs within the kingdom of Elise, or the Haildom of Elise, that is, um, leaving Emerin, the eldest sister 
Lannister princess to be the queen. To be fair, she's the only one who knows jack shit about fucking um, domestic politics. Being a ruler, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Crom's shit at it. Yeah, yeah, he is. Like, he actively enjoys going out and being a warrior simply because, A, he don't really care about politics and he'd rather someone else do it. And B, he's a damn good warrior if you get over his one weakness, which is he breaks everything that he touches, which is why he gets the falchion, which is unbreakable. Yeah. Uh, Rex, what, what is your opinion of him using the holy relic that is the fire emblem as a shield? <laughs> I mean, it's shaped like a shield. If you don't use it as a shield, you're being foolish. Yeah, but it's also like a holy relic that you need to work to protect. Yeah, true, true. Like, I think the problem with it is that what makes it powerful is the gems that are on it. So if you use it as a shield, the gems might get knocked off. Yeah, but you have like, when, for example, when you fuck off to fight Wallheart, you already have like four of the gems. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah. Say, I'm just saying, it's a baffling tactical decision. It is a bit. However, part of the benefit of it is like, he's on the front lines, he's showing the thing. Yeah, except almost every single combat that you fight in, it's like, okay, guys, using we, we cannot possibly win a full-on invasion-type fight, so what we need is a crack team of individuals to launch a, a surgical strike at this one location. Meaning, no, he's not fighting on the front lines. Like, if anything, he's doing covert missions. Yeah, yeah. Your um, point is moot, sir. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, the, I was basically today years old a couple of weeks ago when I realised that the Crest of Flames in, uh, in Three Houses is that universe's equivalent of the Fire Emblem. It's so obvious when you look at it that way. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember what the Fire Emblem is. Oh, it's it's the sword in Fate, isn't it? Um, they've got the sword of the creator. Is that the Fire Emblem in that game? I can't remember what it is. What the Fire... All of the games have a Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. Um, but you know. Eh. Yeah. So your first villain is uh, Gangrel, the Mad King, and he's a piece of shit. Um, he finally gets put down mostly for good in the episode where uh, where Olivia joins you. Oh, he gets put down He gets put down in that uh, for, for definite good. The one that you fight in the side quest is technically an alternate realities version of Gangrel. Okay, yeah, so you get the side quest versions inclu- of D- like DLC characters of like pretty much everybody who's named, apart from that one general. Um, what general are you on about? There's this place Plegian general who's like the only good guy Plegian who doesn't join you. He's not really uh, a good guy. Are, yeah, you, he's just... are you talking about the guy in in the one map straight after Emerin's uh, fall, shall we say? Yes. Where you get the best fucking song in the game. Yeah. Which I have on my MP3 player because it's that good. <laughs> Is that the one that's like, you shall not speak her name? Yes. It's yeah. such a good song and it's such a good vibe for that one specific map. Yeah. Isn't that the one where you recruit like Libra and Tharja? No, and that comes. No, 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 that comes before okay okay yeah. that's the yeah, map be- that's the map just before she falls the next map is the one after she falls which i think is the one where olivia joins yes fair enough fair enough uh, but-, uh, but yeah um aversa is his number two until you realize oh yeah she's way smarter than him <laughs> and she she remains a villain after he dies for some reason oh yeah it's because she's working for even worse people yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> like very quickly three- rick do you want to talk about how this game none of the character models have feet oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Before we forget, I've got one. I've got one friend who gets really mad whenever someone brings that up, saying it's it's a style. But no, they they just don't have feet. <laughs> okay. They're all just fucking My Little Ponies. Like developers straight <laughs> up fucking admitted that they 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 just they did something to the code and it raised the fucking land up a little bit, so it covered up player uh, character models' feet, and they they just never fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's uh, they've got they've got feet in the um in the official artwork and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like they've got hands, <laughs> but um like even when they run, they don't have feet. So it's it's so silly. <laughs> oh, and once you get and once someone points that out, you will never not notice it. Yeah, it's the only thing you can look at pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. But because it's yeah. such a simple game, the 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 story shines, the gameplay shines. It doesn't ruin the experience. Yeah, and like because it was a 3DS, they had a decent amount of space to work with in terms of file size. So they had a decent amount of voice acting. As as we say, we've got the the voice lines for pretty much anything like like criticals or uh, a surprise attack or whatever. We've got pick a god and pray. Uh, Thardra going yay danger <laughs> and things like that. They just add so much love and um, character to the character, as it were. Talking about Farger again, like, fuck, how could my stalker possibly be this cute? <laughs> I absolutely adore that when you S rank with her as Robin, uh, she gives you, uh, she give, she gets a hug from you, and then she goes, no, this doesn't feel right, and makes you turn around, and she hugs you from behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Don't stick yeah, your dick th- in crazy. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Just the tip. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Tharja has a bit of a face turn apparently in uh in the future because she doesn't teach her daughter any of the curses that she knows. Although she does fuck be- she does fucking trick her into thinking she's cursed her though for some reason. Oh yeah, she tricks her into thinking that she is cursed and gives her like an amulet to suppress her murderous side because she's she's got a switch that you can flip between being feminine, demure, and shy and being blood and thunder. Which I like the fact that they they play on that a bit with the free with a free houses DLC character. Yeah, 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 yeah. With with her, um, it's a bit different. She's uh, cocky and overconfident when she's in the shade, but if she's in the sun, she is the meekest of meek. Oh, it's I've my first experience with this character was in the Warriors game and. And when she's being all meek, it does kind of get annoying after a while. Oh yeah, she is like when I say the meekest of meek, she is one of those who's like, oh, I'm, am I in your way? I'm sorry. When she's like three feet away from you. Yeah, she'll she'll say something like, "This pathetic excuse for a human being has gotten in your way yet again. If only my life could atone for the dis- for the disservice that I've done you." Like they they turned it up so much for no reason. However, it's not quite that bad in uh, in in uh, fucking free houses straight up because well. There's just not that much opportunity to use her. Yeah. Well, it's like every sentence. <laughs> but also, um, it's, it's nice to see when she does smile in that form. Yeah. Because that means that she actually really is happy. Whereas if she smiles in the other form, it's just because she's trying to brush something off half the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you've got Noir, who goes into bloodthirsty Viking mode, and Farja just takes her necklace off her and goes, Who gave you this silly thing? Uh, you, you did. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mm. Um, but yeah, after we get dealt with um with mad the mad king gangrel we get wallheart the conqueror uh before that we do get a time skip oh yes the time skip yeah yeah the whole point of the time skip is lucina is born now and lucina is back yeah uh i love if um if you've got sully as crom's wife she goes what so this trollop has the same name as our daughter and crom just goes yeah it's the same person (laughs) oh it's even better than that isn't it because sully is straight up gonna fucking punch a bitch yeah Like she and, and I think the best thing is she's not even mad at Lucina, she's mad at Crom. Her ire yes. is directed entirely at the person who cheated on her, not the person that he cheated with, even though that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um oh yeah, sorry, I, I really should dial it back a bit. Lucina appears 
pretty early on. She's a she's an enemy a couple of times, but like a friendly enemy rival, and then she just joins you uh, and warns you about shit that's going to happen in the future. Yeah. So you can uh, you can avert destiny. You kill uh, Validar really early on, but Grima's is like, nah, need you. Oh yeah, um, you do, Val- don't you? Validar yeah, is you- uh, Robin's father, if I recall. Yeah, it's, it's Robin's father. He's the leader of the Grim Leal, and he's a chump ass bitch. He's like level three. <laughs> until later on but yeah it's the same mission that you get Gaius to join you by bribing him with sweets yeah yeah that's the character trope that's weird yeah um yeah I don't know if it was the same in earlier games I assume it was but you can recruit certain characters by leading a lord to them and having them talk to them well um again I've forgotten her fucking name she's like a science a super science lady but she does comics that are funny ah yeah Katie Tiedrich yeah she did a she did a comic where uh it's it's Robin squinting and looking out on the horizon and a random soldier just goes, what are you doing, sir? Oh, yeah, but that one. Because <laughs> it's the one character who doesn't look like all of the generic character models around them in the enemy army. I must speak to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got um, generic generic Marauder 1, 2, and 3, and you've got anime person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lucina help, helps you defy fate, and you do. Uh, that being said, I've never actually seen the conversa- how the conversation goes if you're uh, in a relationship with Lucina, but uh, there is that really tense moment where you have to decide whether or not to let Lucina fucking execute you, which, yes. unless you're in a relationship with her, I don't know why you would not instantly go, uh, fucking square up, bitch. Uh, well, I did it as her mother. Well, that's weirder. Yeah. Does she, uh, um, does she like, have a thing where, no, I can't strike down my mother or something? Uh, uh, yeah, she. Uh, you can just say yes, and you can throw your arms open with a smile on your face. That's and, so uh, fucking anime. And it's her that like drops the sword because she can't do it. Yeah, you see, it's- that's the, again like having a personal relationship with Lucina. I can understand going, oh, fine, fuck it, I'm not fighting you. But uh, you know, with it just being your friend's daughter from the future, it's like, uh, no, I like my life. I'm gonna keep living. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> But you don't understand. If you live, the whole world gets just destroyed. It's like I will see. I will make sure it doesn't. Believe me. Yeah, yeah. We've got. Uh, we've got. We've got like six chapters left, bitch. <laughs> Uh, very important to note that you do only get um, there's only one way to have Robin survive properly is that the sorry is that the not Robin you... survive sorry to have everyone survive because if you have Krom execute Grima he gets fucking murked uh, if you do it then you get to restart the game yes <laughs> it's just to have a random nobody do it isn't it uh, you, that's not an option is it not okay because uh, it's it's actually a choice unlike uh, I think they should have done it that the the character to strike the last blow in game is the person who canonically struck the last blow however what they do is you beat Grimer and you get the option of uh, Crom's getting ready to fucking murk a bitch and you can just go, ah, Crom, don't worry I got this one buddy, uh, or you can just let him do it. It's like Dragon Age, I was always a bit annoyed by Dragon Age that uh, the choice was picked early on and you get a cutscene as opposed to the person who strikes the last blow actually gets the last blow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean with Dragon Age there's also the side quest of, yeah, if you um, if you bang Morrigan on that night or get someone to do it on your behalf then it just nullifies the whole someone dies aspect. Yeah, but not everybody romances Morrigan slash likes Morrigan, and I don't know why. Yeah, well, it's not even that. Like, you can just ask Alistair to do it on your behalf. Yeah, but again, some people just don't like Morrigan. They don't. Yeah. They they don't like Morrigan to the point that even though this means my player character might die, I don't want her to get the thing she wants. Even though the thing she wants is have you survive. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, there is a thing that she gets out of it, but yeah, she uh, the the benefit that you get is your your life. <laughs> 
Like, absolutely. Like, um, I've only ever played as a male Grey Warden in Dragon Age Origins, um, and nine times out of ten, I've ended up with Morrigan because Morrigan is by far the best romance option in that game. Yeah, like, the number of times Liliana just devolves into a talk about shoes, like, it's more than once. (laughs) Like, the funny thing is, is the times I don't romance Morrigan, it's because I've accidentally romanced Everin. Oh, yeah. It's very easy to do. (laughs) But it's also incredibly sad because it means that Zevran has not been shown a lot of kindness in his life because just showing him a little bit he's like cool I kind of want to marry you (laughs) yeah you just be mates with him and you end up uh, you end up going to bed or going to tent as it were Uh, but yeah with with Morrigan if you're romancing her when you get to that final decision she's just like listen if we do this right now I will save your life is this even a question and you're like no no this is not a question (laughs) there's an option to walk away and I don't know why you would take it if you're already in a relationship with Morrigan there is a weird combination of events where she's already pregnant at that point okay so you don't get the uh you don't get the god baby because she's already pregnant um you die anyway and then when you go to inquisition she's um she's really sad still obviously and um she gets to talk to like alistair and all that and they get to be like friends in mourning about it and she goes yeah well at least i've got uh what, what's his name odin no that's the voice actor's name uh i don't know the kid's Callum? name i don't give a fuck about him oh the kids kids call something like callum or something but yeah like at least i've got someone to remember him by i don't that doesn't uh, i'll just take your word for it whatever let's move on we're talking about fire emblem yep So yeah, Wallheart is the generally primary antagonist of uh, part two in the after the time skip. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where it is... gets really egregious with the whole um, elite squad thing because you are army against army, and yet every single map is we need a crack team of experts, and that's yeah. the excuse as to why you've got so many units on the fucking field. Yeah, yeah. Like the the implication is that there is a big fucking army behind the scenes, and the big fucking army does stuff, um, but they never do anything that matters. No, of course they don't. Even when you crossing the ocean it's like okay we'll send one boat in order the the plan makes sense don't get me wrong for it to only be one boat but that's the beginning of everything we need a crack team of of specialists yeah (laughs) like it even makes sense in act one because you're trying to be you need to be stealthy because if you do a um if you do a uh a a drawn out long lengthy conflict emrin's gonna die straight away so we we can't do that yeah yeah uh whereas like you can you can understand army versus army that most kills happen during a route because generally Generally, people bash at each other's shields, annoy each other, and just keep going for hours and sometimes days. And according to the Art of War, you should nine times out of ten, you should well, more often than not, you should just let an army run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if an army is running away, that's the number one time that you could just kill them. Yeah. But like you say, yeah. But it's again, it's usually better to consolidate your forces. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if you constantly, you, you gotta remember, if the enemy doesn't uh, learns that they don't have the option of running away why where is the motivation to ever run yeah mm-hmm, it, it's, it, it's it's one of those where you you always leave an avenue of escape that's like the core tenet <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, one of Wallhart's generals is Yenfei, and he's a he's like a super badass samurai, and he's got a he's got a sister Sayuri, who's one of your uh, one of your one of your units. Um, can't you uh, recruit? You, you can. He's one of the side quest characters. Yeah, you can recruit him as a side quest. Yeah, uh, he's not very um, good, and I don't know why you'd want him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Wallhart and Gangrel, I can understand wanting because they are your big bads. Yeah, even they're though, really good. Even though Gangrel is a is a shit and. Gang- 
Gangrel's a real bitch to fucking recruit because he fucking suicides himself. Yes. <laughs> and they even justify it with if when you recruit him, he's like, I'm a worthless waste of skin. I should just die. And it's like, yeah, you should, but you're joining my team. <laughs> yeah, even like it's really weird that you can romance them though, but oh well. <laughs> uh, I mean, I couldn't. Well, you couldn't, no. But you can, uh, as, a, as a lady, you can romance Walhart and Gangrel. <laughs> yeah, very baffling. With Gangrel, with Gangrel, it's stated that, yeah, nobody forgives him, least of all Krom, which, you know, good on him. Fucking shouldn't. Um, yeah, no, I think Gangrel is the most egregious addition here because with Walhart, after you've beaten him in the game, they make it abundantly clear the only reason he did the things he did is because, in his mind, he needs the Fire Emblem to stop a great tragedy, which we know of because that ends up being Grimer. He doesn't think that Krom and co are good enough to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, do you remember Excellus? No. He's the uh, the really ugly magistrate that works for Walhart. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's got, like, massive slug lips and, like, a bowl haircut. It's basically, they went out of their way to make this guy ugly. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, I don't like him for the same reason Walhart fucking hates him, and that is he's a fucking coward. Yeah. He's uh, he's a shit inside and out. Like, I'm, I I don't consider myself courageous by any ex- by any measurement. Don't get me wrong. However, there's a certain level of, like, your people are dying and you're gonna slip away in the night. You're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless, um... unless you slipping away in the night has been discussed with at least someone and you're going to return with aid. That's the only, you know, exonerating uh, circumstance. However, we all know that don't fucking happen with this prick. <laughs> Mostly he doesn't he's... sneak out at night. He just fucking fucking goes, uh, his only spell is, alright, peace bitches. Boop. Yep. His, um, the fact that he's a Grimer worshipper is what ties the villains together as villains. Um, because obviously Aversa is one of them. Um, this guy is one of them. And then when you get to the end game, um, you get to fight the, uh, the, the gauntlet of Grimer dudes, ending with Validar yourself and Grimer as yourself. It's a, it's a trope, isn't it? For, at, the, at this point for Fire Emblem, where the last map or the second to last map is, okay, there are 13 legendary badasses. Here they are, kill them, is the final yep, map. Yep, yep. <laughs> in in three houses, the 13 legendary badasses were cut down to like three because I'd recruited the rest of them. <laughs> uh, not true. You got to play Golden Deer. Okay, okay. Go, oh, yeah. No, go, 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 Golden yeah, Deer Golden Deer, the final map is you fight... Um, yeah, the 10 elites, yeah. Yeah, but you also fight the dude that they served. I forget his name. Oh, um, Nemesis. Yeah, which, again, with that being my first route, I was very confused because it was so sudden and out of the blue and yeah. doesn't happen in the other routes at all. So it's very much like, wow, Golden Deer really is not the main story, is it? <laughs> Yeah, it definitely isn't the route. It, it definitely isn't what happens in the Warriors game. Like, he doesn't spend that much time at the church, does Claude, and he's like, ah, fuck it, church is bad. <laughs> so he's the one that's like, oh, let's destroy the church rather than Edelgard. That's weird, but okay. That's We'll get there if we talk about three houses one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I think that's enough about Wallheart. Like, Wallheart himself is a really cool design. He's like this, this big dude, an old badass, which has, I, I think you've said, been on record saying an old man who is a badass is a really good trope. Actually, there, because... there is a bit of a caveat to that. Old, tired badass. Ah, uh, yeah. Which Walhart does not fall into because he fucking loves it. Yeah, he's not tired. He's not to... He's not stopped... He's not stopped murdering for a day in his life. Can't stop, <laughs> won't stop. <laughs> I am the conqueror. 
Um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for the story. Yeah, you you finished with uh, the big old fight with Grima on the top of Grima, which is very weird. And uh, yeah, it's got a human face underneath the dragon head. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, um, the implication is that Fornius gave its blood to the infantile Grima, and and that it got human qualities because of that. And the human qualities is why he's able to possess human um, human uh, vessels. Okay. As opposed to Naga, who just is humanoid <laughs> because she's like a uh, she's basically a super manichaete, and she says, "Yeah, don't worship us as gods. We're not gods." And Grima's like, "Nah, fuck off. We are gods." <laughs> yeah. Uh, this game Even... is the last appearance of uh, of the Pan race, isn't it? Uh, the tag whale, yes. Because they don't show up again in Fates, and they sure as fuck don't show up in Free Houses. I don't think we have any beast races in Free... Sorry, beast races in Free Houses, apart from, you know, the Divine Dragon bullshit. Yeah, the closest thing we have in, in Three Houses to the beast races are people using crest stones to permanently become a bestial creature. But again, it's not um, exactly the same. No, no. Like, they, they model it as that in the mobile game of, if Edelgard does it, yeah, she's a beast type. Okay. Slight spoilers for a game that's like five years old now. <laughs> and if you've got the mobile game, you've got this spoiler already as well. Dude, the game fucking... I remember the game spoiled Dimitri losing a fucking eye. Oh, yeah. That really yeah. fucked me off. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you don't want spoilers for Three Houses, don't play Heroes. Yeah, but motherfucker, <laughs> that was before the game was out. Yeah. Or not before, like, the, before the game. the game... It was like a day old or some shit, and unless you've got... You know life the game, which I don't think many people did, you're not going to get that far. Yeah, like, before the game came out, you got the kid versions of the... Not the kid, but, like, the... I know what you mean. The teen versions of the, uh, of the Three one. Lords. and Yeah, the Act 1 versions of the Three Lords and Two Byleths. And, um, like, the first hero battle was Kronia, who was like, oh, I wonder if this murder clown is going to be important in some way. Oh, yes, she is. She is, but also not... Yeah, I was going to say, like, she yeah. sh- she shows up, does the big thing that we all knew was going to happen because father figures can't live in this series, and uh, and then she fucked off. Yeah, and then um, next time you see her, she gets killed by one of her allies, and she begs you for her life. Well, Byleth is meant to be smart, which is why this fucking scene actually bothered me, because it's like, this is so obviously a trap. I know they are currently um, being uh, subject to intense rage right now, but no one here is going to say this is obviously a trap that's hold fire for a minute. In fact, I think Rhea t- does say don't do anything rash, but then either Edelgard, uh, Claude, or Dimitri goes, oh yeah, no, let's fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like you say, there's only one way to kill Grima and live, and it's by sacrificing Krom. <laughs> uh, well, no, sacrifice yourself. Fair enough. Oh, is, is it one of those, because you killed the other version of yourself, a version of yourself has died, and therefore it's killed Grima? No, you 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 strike the final blow, and then the the, the final cutscene happens, you watch the credits, and then you open up, you open, you get the, the scene of you opening your eyes in a field, and you're greeted by Frederick, Crom, and Lisa, and instead of Crom uh, going, oh, who the hell are you? Crom goes, oh, it's about time, we knew you'd turn back up. Oh, and yeah, it, and yeah, it's yeah. also clearly not been that long, because, you know, they look the exact same. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, with the time skip, the adult characters look the same. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's been like a year, maybe two. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, it's not like Three Houses time skip where everybody apart from existing adults gets a new design. Well, because one, as we've already pointed out, everyone is a teenager in, at the beginning of the game, and two, it's five years. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, for someone under the age of 20, which again, most of the students are, in fact, all of the students are, uh, that's a quarter of their life. 
life. Yeah, like especially Lysithia, who's like 15. I believe Lysithia is the youngest and is 15. Um, and Petra is Petra's like a month older than her, and she never gets called out for being young. Petra's 16. Is she 16? I thought she was also 15, but yeah, okay. Listen, I don't want to get put on the list, so I'm not going to type out Free Houses character ages. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm... Oh, fuck it, I'm on the page. There's Petra. How fucking old are you, Petra? I'm pretty sure she's 16. Petra is biological information. Okay, 15 or 16 pre-time skip. So I think she might start at 15 and she must have a birthday. Yeah, everyone has birthdays, don't they? You can send flowers. Yeah, which, why would you not do? It costs 100 gold, which is trivial, and it gives you a friendship boost. The reason not to send flowers is if you can just go on a tea date with them. Well, yeah, but that's effort. Yeah, but you if you uh, succeed the tea date, you get charisma, or charm, as they call it. Okay, I'll put it this way, Rick. I've played through all four routes of that game. My character does not need charisma boosts. No. It's more for the it's more for the person that you're on the date with so they can win the dancing competition and become a dancer. I, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing it with Raphael, though. <laughs> you're allowed to do that, but it's not very useful to give him the dancer fucking job. It really bugs no, me that not. you can't give the dancer job to anyone. Or rather, yeah. you, you know, you can't have multiple dancers. Yeah, you can't have multiple dancers and you can't give it to someone who's not a student. So you can't just give it to Catherine because she looks amazing as a dancer in Warriors. I'm sure she does. Yeah. Do they give her a six pack? <laughs> uh, not quite. She's got a little bit more clothes than that, but she can still wield the Thunderbrand when she's a dancer, which is great. <laughs> Man, does it bother you that the, the legendary weapons have durability? It does. Uh, and the only one that you can really repair is your own by having a week of downtime. Yeah. Because the rest of them, there's like this this super limited resource of, oh yeah, this is the thing you use to repair legendary weapons. You get like six of them in the game. Great. <laughs> and you need to use like four of them to repair one thing to full. Uh, <sighs> I be- believe that may be incentive to buy DLC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of, oh. let's talk about DLC because that is one type of DLC I always buy for a Fire Emblem game, and that is the grinding yeah. maps. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't buy the DLC for this. Um, I only got the free shit. Like, back in these days, I taught, I, I, I treated it as a handheld game, because it was, and I treat handheld games as not worth like massive amounts of DLC um so the only DLC I had was the free spot pass stuff of extra characters and even then not many of them but since you've got the DLC tell me what it was like uh well I didn't buy it's not going to be a great review um for one thing I played this game in 2013 and haven't played it since um (laughs) this is all from memory um yep 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 I didn't buy the story DLC uh but by all uh if I recall correctly the story DLC is basically hey let's see what actually happened in the future that scarred the kids for life yeah um the fun thing about that because i read about it is it's three chapters yep and the chapters are uh female robin male robin and grima so it basically confirms that both not robins uh morgans both morgans are canon well and y- only one of them gets sent back well it's one of, oh fuck that's depressing um but the um i always oh fuck so they're paternal twins and one of them does not get sent back meaning they probably died horribly yeah which might be why Morgan has amnesia. Yes, Because yes. PTSD it's, can do that. Yeah, and they're also the youngest, like, by far. Yeah, because everyone else is a proper adult. Yeah, well, Morgan's m- like... Except for maybe Cynthia. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> and Morgan's like 14 and can still pair up with people, just like, you know, Rick and... Yeah, well, let's not talk... Well, yeah, but you got to bear in mind, at least they've got the excuse of um, it would, the relations, as it were, would have happened in the future, not... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas in, in Fates, it's a bit weirder because the relations happen immediately because of weird time portal bullshit, which we will fucking discuss when we do our retro on that game. Um, yeah, the, the relations happen that day and then you get the person who's been in the that- time... Da, da, da. We'll, we'll do it we'll do it when we get to it because there is so much to unpack um yeah. but yeah apart yep, from yep, that yep, yep. i also got the farming maps because of course i did it makes life easier uh that being said you don't really need it for awakening because you can buy infinite of these uh i can't remember what it is it's a weird box that smells and you open it up on a map <laughs> and it spawns a bunch of creatures i'm not joking that's what it is it is a weird box <laughs> that smells yeah you can you can spawn a um a, gr- a like a less powerful grinding map can't you yeah you can just say Okay, I'm just going to walk around and <laughs> zombies are going to appear somewhere yeah. in the universe. Yeah. So then you can walk over there and kill the zombies. Uh, um, but yeah, you've got the XP grinder and you've got the money grinder, right? Yeah, correct. Although that being said, I used to use the XP grinder a bit more for uh, grinding S-Links rather than uh, actual XP. Because you only have to do these XP grinding maps like two or three times at most. And then you don't need to grind at all for the rest of the game if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's also a beach map, which is meant to be just for fun. I do vaguely recall that, most... but I don't remember why I bought it. I think it must have been part of a bundle. It might have been, yeah. Uh, I think it was basic. I think there might have been a bundle of anything that's not the story DLC. So if you got the money and the XP map, then you might have got them in a triple pack. I think there was another. Yeah, I think there was another map that was weapons. Uh, maybe because this was back in the day when weapons had durability. Yes. Actually, is it uh, is it literally just Fates that took away the durability thing? It might have been. <laughs> Fucking hell! I, I don't get me wrong. I don't care for durability especially on spell books which they've definitely addressed in free houses because that's silly yeah like i don't like it but you know it kind of makes sense what it's for is it it lets you ration things like good swords like the levin sword or um a tomahawk axe that you can throw and you get extra range on it or whatever except rick it doesn't fucking matter because in late game you can just buy infinite of them yeah it's to limit the amount of options you have in in the map i get that i'm just saying specifically with spells it's silly to have durability yeah especially on the legendary tomes where you only get one of them in the game but thankfully again as i said free houses address that by just taking tomes out the game yep yep the character learns the spell go yeah <laughs> uh, but it also does mean that some spellcasters are better than others but yeah we'll touch on that yeah. when we touch on it um yeah <laughs> every character gets a voice line i don't not voiced voice but like a, a text on the screen for to represent a line they say whenever they encounter an enemy on one of these grinding maps they usually silly throwaway lines but i appreciate they went through the effort yeah yeah uh on the beach one they have like little mini social link conversations with each other oh shit yeah i remember why i got this it was a double pack with the soul uh not the soul link um with the um with the with the uh oh fuck um uh hot spring one okay yeah beach and hot springs because the hot springs you there were four characters that i think were decided on by poll where you can get them to dye their hair for the map okay uh, one of them was definitely nucina i remember that anyway characters Characters, it was a joy to see the characters flip out. Yeah. Because they're like, ah, I'm trying to bathe in my bikini, and it's like, zombies, ah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I think Olivia refuses to wear a bikini. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, she already doesn't like being stared at when she's dancing, but she's good at dancing, so she has to wear the dancer uniform. I also might be getting it confused with Fates DLC, because, I, I, again, I bought a few for Fates, but yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. I appreciate that. Uh, one of the things with the XP grinding map is not all of the enemies 
enemies are uniform. Yeah. A lot of them have these very annoying skills where the stronger level and therefore bigger XP sack sacks for lack of a better word um, have the have that ability that lets them strike first even when they're attacked and also they get vengeance. So if you don't one hit kill them, they will fucking annihilate you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, none of these monsters will attack you. You have to attack them because they go in a straight line towards the an escape point. Yes. And once they reach the escape point, they disappeared, so you can't claim their experience. But everyone else is free game. And uh, because you had the pair up mechanic in this game, you would just pair everyone up with either a flyer or a cavalry and fucking blitz the enemy and swap out when you needed to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about my review on that. The gold map was very similar, however, not quite as uh, frustrating. In fact, I don't think the gold map actually had um, monsters. I think it was just a bunch of thieves you had to merc. Yeah, you merc thieves, and I think there wasn't there a thing where you could dig in the ground or something. I don't remember that okay i might be i might be misremembering or remembering a different game um so but yeah uh i think it might be about time for our final three rick this so, is your show you do it <laughs> well it's one of those I, I was waiting for an objection but yeah so from fire emblem awakening do you have a favorite moment it is absolutely therapeutic to fucking murder gangro in cold blood yes it is and the best thing the best thing is they don't even try to make gangro sympathetic I've said this before on this podcast. I fucking hate sympathetic villains. Now, like, now, when I say that, I don't mean sympathetic villains are bad. It's just every single fucking villain nowadays has to have a tragic twist that makes you sympathise with them, even if it's just a little bit. And it's like, no, I missed a day of a villain who is just comically villainous for the sake of it. Yeah, it's like, this This guy is the worst person and would be put away for 55 life sentences, but they love their mum. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the, I, I will always point to Magnus Nito as the best sympathetic villain. Yeah, yeah, because you know everything that went down from history plus stuff that happened in the fictional universe as well. Mm, and you can understand where he's coming from. He's still a piece of shit, but at the same time, you can totally understand where he's coming from, and in some t- sometimes you scarily find yourself agreeing with him. Um, yeah, like, he's been a good guy for like ten years now. Um, depending on the universe, but yeah. Um, it's, it's, well, it's, it's a weird one. Um, I'm not... <laughs> it's it's going to come to a point where they're going to have to change Magneto's backstory because people aren't going to know and it's not going to be believable that we've got a hundred year old man even though it's a comic book yeah yeah man that's that, that's depressing they're going to have to change Magneto and Captain America to be like the Cold War that wouldn't really work I don't think but um, man I remember there was a bit of a scare for an X-Men reboot um, live films which I believe has been shit canned since the Disney acquisition of uh, yeah so we're going to change Magneto's character he's no longer a Jew uh, who survived the, uh, the Holocaust he is now going to be a black man who um survived something racial from America and it was like cool completely different fucking character then <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh I don't get me wrong oh, you man. can do that but why the fuck would you make it Magneto his story is so compelling yeah anyway and oh, like I was just gonna say there's there's not many like people who where being Jewish is more than just a throwaway thing I get where you're coming so, from so yeah it's uh it would it would be a shame to lose that from that character I, I, again I just can't I can't think of a historical real life example more poignant I said that road wrong but fuck it than a survivor of the fucking holocaust yeah 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 absolutely um, but anyway um, that was a bit of a fucking tangent I apologise fuck Gangrel I'm glad we murked him what's your favourite moment Rick? it's probably going to be right at the end when you're doing the fight on the back of Grima and you got the um, the music blaring out and it's I think it's the best music in the game it's the uh, it's the id music it's fantastic well you know you shall not say her name or something along those lines I think trumps it but whatever 
yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's a very good culmination of the the whole story and yeah i think that's going to be my uh, my favorite but we can't always talk about the best bits we sometimes have to talk about the not so best bits do you have a weakest link it's going to come up whenever it's used as a plot point because it's a fucking it's it's something hard to do well and while i don't think fire emblem completely dropped the ball with it it did lead to the shit show that was fate so therefore time travel is bullshit yeah it is a bit yeah <laughs> again it's far more egregious in 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 fates and we'll get to that when we talk about fates and boy will we fucking get to it but um it, it's played fairly well in in awakening i'll give it that but eh. yeah i get you like <laughs> it works once well and every every other one is uh less impactful by a massive margin i'll tell you what if they if lucina was the only one who went back in time i think i would have absolutely no complaints however you then had all the other kids showing up which as adorable uh as the moments we get from that is it's uh yeah it's it it's a plot point that didn't need to be so beaten to death you know and again yeah. oh boy are we gonna rip the shit out of it when we get the fates oh <laughs> yeah like yeah i i do love some of the moments with the kids like brady for instance he's he's literally kanji tatsumi but he's look at his mother really cute yeah yeah <laughs> i love when he meets his mother and he's like oh ma and he's like ma who the fuck taught you to talk like that <laughs> <laughs> oh man the first time i played up I, I paired up mirabelle with donnie because i thought you know she needs to be brought down a peg and go shoveling shit and uh, then she turned out to really uh, really respect him and i'm like oh now i feel like an idiot you're that is the most horrible way of doing that pairing it's like oh Donald is common as scum so fuck it let's pair him with a princess because she needs to be taken down a peg yeah it's awful it made me feel like shit which, uh, it should yeah, you're you a know. piece of shit for yeah. thinking that um yeah exactly <laughs> so uh mission accomplished game thank you but yeah rick uh, what's your weakest link <laughs> my weakest link is breeding children so when you when you breed a child and create a child so like Rickon or Naoi it uh, it sits a bit dodgy with me yeah I get you but, like but as I said it doesn't happen there and then it's implied to have occurred well, rather, the uh, planting of the seed, shall we say, occurred um, during downtime after the war, yeah. rather than, you know, right now. But I get why you're getting sketched out, because now he will take a century or more in order to actually mature, whereas uh, <laughs> Rickon, all right, maybe four years. Let's assume yeah, he's 14, yeah. although I suspect he's 10. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking looks it as well, oh boy. Uh, but, um, but I get you, like, our, our um, issues kind of gel in this regard, because I think fate handles it a lot worse, but even in Awakening, yeah. <laughs> the child stuff just... It's just so unnecessary, especially if you're playing in casual mode. And again, I think um, from a gameplay point of view, they were just trying to think of a way to inflate the roster for people playing uh, classic. Yeah, and it, it kind of doesn't even work that way either because you need to be able to S rank someone before they have the child, which means they have to survive long enough to, you know, bump uglies. Uh, so if the person dies, they can't have the child, so you can't even get the the replacement character. You know? Yeah, I get you, man. I get you. I get you. I do get you. I, again, I think three houses handles it well because you still get the waifu shit but you don't get the dumb child stuff yeah <laughs> but yeah after all that we'll get to a final one do you have an mvp i think i've got to give it to matt mercer yeah <laughs> Because uh, for the longest time, I didn't even know it was him. Yeah, so here's the thing. I wasn't as turned on to who the Western voice actors were of things at the time, um, other than the really obvious ones like the ones in The Simpsons. So this is the first time I had Matt Mercer in something and had him for a long time. So yeah, it was it was a good, essentially, first experience of the voice actor. Mm -hmm. um, so es essentially, I'm giving, um, I'm giving the award to the voice actors as a whole, because I think they all did a bang-up job. But Matt Mercer certainly had a lot more 
heavy lifting to do because Crom fucking speaks all the time. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, he nails it. Like, he is a seasoned voice actor. Even in 2013, he had quite a, a um, yeah, IMDP page, shall we say. So, yeah, um, mm. a bit of a nod there. I'll, I'll give that because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you, Rick? I'm giving it to Lucina because uh, as much as you can give it to any of the kids that come back, she's the first one. She's the one that, you know, does the most. She goes back further. She alters fate herself. And uh, the game wouldn't be the same without her. It would just be the original timeline all over again. So, yeah, Lucina gets it from me. Hands down. Also, if I'm recalling correctly, she got into Smash before even Robin. <laughs> making her the de facto face of this of this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she was in um, she was in the 3DS one, wasn't she? It's the 3DS and Wii U version. I, I can't remember. I just know she got announced before Robin did. Yeah. I, I do like how they made it a bit of a meme, though, because when Crom finally got into Smash, it was like, Crom is finally here but not like as a me <laughs> yeah but not like um, but not like uh, Sora's which was actually oh dude remember when Sora got announced as Smash it was a magical moment yeah it was the last one ever to be announced as well so there's not gonna be another Smash Brothers character unless there's another Smash Brothers game which we might get but Sakurai won't work on yep which, yep yep, yep. In it's, it's a fucking end of an era man oh man it's all depression fuck <laughs> Nintendo is dying um <laughs> no it's not dying it's just uh, the next generation is not- having to step up yeah it's not dying it's just transitioning depending and depending Ninten- on, depending on our audience uh, that word might make them go oh no ah uh, well you know nintendo becoming a mobile game company rather than a i would um, fucking hate console that company. oh god no that actually be the end times oh kill it kill it now oh <laughs> uh, it's just it's just the capcom of uh, console manufacturers then isn't it oh boy oh capcom's oh. not that bad they're still making street fighter yeah they still make street fighter but everything else is freaking pachinko uh monster hunter oh yeah i suppose monster Hunter, yeah. uh, that's two. Resident Evil. They've the, their team is Capcom. Resident Evil. I think it is. Okay. Okay. Fuck. So yeah, I've got to Google it before we go, Rick. I'm sorry. Who's Resident Resident Evil's Capcom? Surely. Uh, I think it is. Developers Capcom and Tiger yeah, Electronics. Okay. What? Tiger Electronics. <laughs> 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 what? No. Fuck off. That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tiger Electronics has had a finger in every pie, though, haven't they? Yeah, maybe so, but what the f- That's not a fucking name I'd associate with Resident fucking Evil. <laughs> okay, it's owned by Capcom, but the little... Like, when you dive into it, it just says Capcom. However, when you got the overall um, synopsis on, on... You know that weird sidebar they do on Google when you uh, Google something very popular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it says developers as, uh, as uh, Capcom, followed by Tiger Electronics, and then... Rockstar San Diego, which I believe. Ah, uh, you know what? I reckon. I reckon these other companies are people who had hands in their uh, arcade cabinets rather than the actual game. Yeah, arcades or um, like mobile ports or whatever. Fucking Tiger Electronics. Fuck. The talk about the dark ages of video games. <laughs> and on that bombshell, if you liked the, <laughs> if you liked the um, <laughs> this tirade. <laughs> Electronics. I know what we're doing <laughs> for a retro down the line. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we've got the comment section down on YouTube, and if you're not listening on YouTube and listening via one of the many audio platforms, you can send us an e- email. Send us one if you like. It'll it'll boost our number of emails from human beings to one. Uh, where would they send such an email? One second, one second. Um, you can send us an email at sales at tigerselect.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> don't do that no uh, you can send us an email at nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com once again that is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com I think Tiger Electronics is out of business 
It might be. Like, I know they built a couple of consoles that were crap. That's um, dumb. Oh, yeah. imagine. It would have been even shittier than the Yuya. Oh, it, it was and all. They had one that had internet, but you needed a dial-up modem to attach to it. And it was a handheld. So you needed a fucking box modem to attach to this thing to plug into your wall. Man, talking about dead fucking emails. consoles. The Stardia's finally dead. Is it? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, it fucking took a while, but they're finally like, oh, yeah, this is a bust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, and on that bombshell, right, Rick? <laughs> yeah, on that bombshell, well, rather than getting bogged down talking about dead consoles, it's going to be a goodbye from me. And it's going to be a goodbye from him. Goodbye. Bye.